So that also means if you meditate for 60 minutes, you're not going to get five checks. It's just one check. This is poor English, but I'm going to say it anyways. Habit doesn't care about bursts of energy. It cares about consistency over time. Habit is forged through consistency over time. So we set this minimum threshold, 12 minutes, three times a week. And now if you're saying, well, what's the framework? Like, how do I see this? The free tracking sheet that is attached, basically the link is attached to the show on Substack, or you can go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates. Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the Habit Factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. Alrighty, here we go. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Let me move the mic a little closer. Thank you very much for joining me. My name is Martin Grunberg, G-R-U-N-B-U-R-G. Today we have, rather than epic, rather than great, I'm going to say it's fundamental. How to track habits. Now, some of you may be laughing because you're old school and you've been here a while. But it occurs to me there are always new listeners, and the fact is some people, this concept is brand new. They have not been tracking habits. So we're going to go through why it's important, why it works, how to do it, etc. Before we go there, I'm going to hit you with my GTR, and I was also jumping over to another screen Uh, My GTR is simple. You know, after that Indo surf trip, if you're listening, Drew, thanks again. Uh, (laughs) The surf has not been great, first of all. And second of all, it's just after surfing those waves for that long on a boat in the middle of the Indian Ocean, I just have not been highly motivated to surf. Now, the water's been 70. It's just been very small, so I just go in and swim. The reason this is my GTR today, I I put the fins in my board, and we got out there, and it was super fun. So there's my good things report. Got back in the water, surfed. It was super fun. All right, so back to tracking habits. How long should I track? Well, (laughs) I just read that. Remember I said I was pulling up another screen. These are prior episodes about tracking for those of you who are new and are looking for some background info. How long should I track my habits? Habit tracking for humans. Tracking negative habits. Discipline is a habit. Killing negative habits, how systems help to create habits and skills, 
What's frightening is somebody out there thinks a system is a bunch of habits. That is not what a system is. A bunch of habits is a routine. So that's a prior episode if you want to understand that better. How systems help to create habits and skills. Seven common monster mistakes when trying to build new habits. And the crucial habits and goals relationship. So we've, if we haven't hit this directly, how to track habits, what we have done is danced <laughs> very, very closely around it. So let's, let's just get into it. Why, why in the world would anybody think that tracking their behaviors would help them change their behavior slash habits. Because there are a lot of people who think that's silly. In fact, some people say things like, life is for living. I can remember hearing this as a, as a young man. Somebody said, that's not how you should live. They, they were commenting on some, how somebody was eating and they were counting or tracking their, their eating. Life is for living. It's not for tracking. Can I please tell you how dumb that statement is? And by the way, as a young man, I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Life isn't for tracking. It's for living. Of course, I was <laughs> I was pretty dumb. That is incredibly dumb. You can do both. You can live and you can track. They are not mutually exclusive. In fact, if it's important to you, you should track. A key breakthrough for me, the key breakthrough, the reason the habit factor exists was developing ultimately what would become PAR, which stands for Plan, Act, Record, and Reassess. And then the iPhone app came out in 2009, and there were behavioral scientists who said, not just said it on podcasts, they wrote it, that tracking doesn't work. Now, that's partially true, doesn't work all the time, but it absolutely works. And today, I'm happy to report, there are, in, in our last 28-day breakthrough course, which ended a week or so ago, I have on one of the uh, PDF handouts and exercises, I cite four or five studies that demonstrate like beyond a shadow of doubt, the importance of intention. By the way, intention is planning, and intention is an innate human capacity. So these studies say, hey, look, oh, it turns out when, <laughs> when, you, when you document, when you track your behaviors, you influence them. So just from the most basic level, as we approach this concept, and I wish 
I had the good fortune 10 or 20 years ago to to hear me, hear somebody tell me this, to trip upon this. This would have changed my life a lot, a lot more quickly. The fact is, human behavior, because it's human, is influenced and can be influenced by three core innate traits. Choice, there's not another creature in the world that can say, scratch their head and say, you know, I want to craft the reading habit or the running habit or the singing habit or the meditation habit. Or the, yeah, reading to my kids. Or the saying, I love you to my spouse habit. You pick it. It doesn't even matter. The point is, because you are human, you can, you can step out of what I call the three circles of behavior ecosystem. We talk about this a lot on the last show. And you can observe and design your behaviors, habits, and skills. So we have choice. We have intention. Why is this important? Well, we can craft a plan. I got to jump over here and make sure this is recording. And it is. I'm going to press pause real quick. So we have intention and we can plan. We have choice. We can choose and we have reflection. We can, at the end of the day, we can say, well, well, Marty, how did we do? We said we were going to be kinder to our spouse today and do three kind things. How did it go? And you pull out the app or the free tracking sheet and you put a one or a zero success or failure, and then you write some notes, comments next to it. Now, guess what happens tomorrow? Because I suck today, it's going to be on my mind, and tomorrow I'm going to do three nice things. Because I'm tracking the kindness habit. So why track habits. And by the way, we're only tracking behaviors. We're hoping to forge into habits, but I think you get that. Why do that? Well, habit is a means to two ends. What does that mean? Habit is a means to two ends. The two ends are our character, who we become, And our achievements, what we end up doing and achieving. In other words, habit, the writing habit, will help me achieve the goal of writing a book. The kindness or honesty habit will help me develop the virtue of being honest. Habit is a means to two ends, who we become and what we achieve. 
quick sidebar to say that you get an entire graphic and that is covered of course in in this uh 28 day breakthrough course not only that we go into obviously tracking depth so how do we track we now <laughs> there there are several ways to track habits and this is somewhat visual so it's going to be a bit hard to delineate but what some people do and by the way this is better than nothing there are a lot of uh very popular authors on habits these days that just think you can or you should just put you know meditate and then put a little check so hopefully you're saying why is that wrong well again it's better than nothing but when you're establishing a plan and following par which stands for plan act record and reassess the first thing the first part of the plan is have we ever meditated before if the answer is no then the frequency per week should be pretty low in other words I'm not going to try to meditate every day if I've never meditated before. So the frequency per week we're going to just say is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, three days. Now you're saying, well, how long? And that's precisely my point. The other tracking systems don't have what we call minimum success criteria. This is a threshold. This is what keeps the tracking binary. It's either a one or a zero. So I say 12 minutes. I've never meditated before. By the way, this is pretty much exactly what I did 15 plus years ago. 12, 12 minutes, three times a week. And then there's a comment section. The reason you have that minimum threshold, the minimum success criteria, is if you meditate for 10 minutes, you do not get a check. You do not get half a check. You're establishing the bar. So that also means if you meditate for 60 minutes, you're not going to get five checks. It's just one check. This is poor English, but I'm going to say it anyways. Habit doesn't care about bursts of energy. It cares about consistency over time. Habit is forged through consistency over time. So we set this minimum threshold, 12 minutes, three times a week. And now if you're saying, well, I, what's the framework? Like, how do I see this? The free tracking sheet that is attached, basically the link is attached to the show on Substack, or you can go to the habitfactor.com forward slash templates. All right, well, chances are you've heard about it, and if you haven't, I'm here to help. If you're struggling with developing new habits, trying to achieve your goals, you're looking for some accountability, you're looking for some structure, you're looking for some good exercises to gain clarity and a host of other benefits, head over to maven.com. Com, maven m-a-v-e-n dot com just search the 28 day breakthrough or habits and goals you will see the 28 day breakthrough program 
We are starting up October 3rd. There are limited spots. I'm guessing you can even search Grunberg, G-R-U-N-B-U-R-G. Our last cohort was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, their mission, interestingly enough, is expert-led but peer-driven without the butt. Expert-led, peer-driven. They are doing a terrific job. It's it's a great way to forge a little bit of community around a 28-day program. There are, again, a ton of exercises, and I'd love to see on the inside. One more time, maven.com, the 28-day breakthrough. You know what? Final thought here. Actually, a couple questions came up about performing. I don't know if that's the right word. Teaching, instructing the 28-day breakthrough for organizations, for businesses, companies, nonprofits, etc. That is possible as well as for young adults. We did have a couple participants who were parents of young adults, and uh, by that I'm thinking they were approximately the same age, 20-ish years old. And so the question came up, or the statement really, is how valuable this would be for young adults. Obviously, goal-setting, developing habits that are aligned with their goals, very crucial lessons, and of course they can be applied forever, meaning for the rest of their life, for whatever goals they choose. So great stuff here. Go over to maven.com, M-A-V-E-N. Meditate under it, minimum success criteria, 12 minutes. And then for each target day, Monday, you'd put a one, Tuesday, you'd put a zero, Wednesday, you'd put a one. So you're establishing targets for the day. Now, the beauty of this system is that if you miss Monday and you're tracking and you're active, well, you realize you can make it up Tuesday and you can still achieve your three per week frequency. Now, the great benefit of doing this and I'm sure you have a handful of questions. One is, uh, one comment I want to share is make sure you only track no more than three habits. People get so excited about this and it works so well, they end up tracking, oh my God. I've had multiple people come to me with upwards of 30 and I keep warning them, but anyhow, so... So if you've never done this before, two or three habits could be, you know, salads at night. It could be walking, exercise, diet. We, we tend to always recommend one diet and one exercise habit. Why? Because energy is the core of everything. Without energy, you're nothing. These are energy habits, health habits. So here's the great benefit of doing this. Self-efficacy. 
Self-efficacy is the ability to produce a desired result. So what happens is you get to the end of the day and you tick off, I ate a salad, I meditated, and I wrote for 20 minutes, and you feel terrific because you produced a desired result. Now, it's absolutely true that if you go, if you, <laughs> if you bat 0 for 3, you're not going to feel so great. The good news is, again, this system allows, it's all about target days and frequency per week. So because there are gaps, you can, you have makeup days built into this system. So the ancillary benefit of tracking is you develop discipline, which is a habit. I mean, I want to say seven, eight, maybe even nine people out of 10 will say things like, I'm just not disciplined enough. To that, my response is, this is why you start small. Because discipline is a habit that is cultivated by tracking other habits. Discipline is cultivated by tracking other habits. Discipline is the ancillary benefit. It is in, in, in and of itself, it's a habit. And I've had a number of people actually thank me for that awareness, which is semi-crazy to me that somehow it hasn't been presented, discipline hasn't been presented as a habit out there, something that is cultivated. Rather, people think it's some innate trait that they either have or they don't have, which makes <laughs> which makes me very sad, all right? Nobody's born disciplined. Stop beating yourself up. It's cultivated. You start small, track some other habits, and you will cultivate discipline. So this is how we track habits. We follow PAR, plan, act, record, reassess. Now, if you were to Google habit tracking or something like that, you'll see a framework, sadly, called Q Routine Reward. It's the habit loop. This is, dare I say, old science. It's the study of rodents in a maze. They put a rodent in a maze, they put a piece of cheese, and then it moves through the maze faster, and they're like, oh, this is how habits are created. Well, <laughs> Maybe for mice and rats, you are not a rodent. So scientists observe this and they're like, wow, this is really cool. There's a stimulus. There's a response. This is operant conditioning, basically. For 70 years-ish, this was the best science we had about habit development, which is crazy. The other semi-crazy thing is we would have literally papers written about habits and goals and their relationship, and 
unfortunately, a key relationship was missed, which is habits. <laughs> Rather than habits are created after you achieve a goal, which is what was being said, the truth is the best way to achieve a goal is to cultivate the support of habits. But we're not going to go there. So how to track, why to track, why to track. Well, you're going to cultivate discipline, which is in an, in and of itself a habit. You, you are going to put your money where your mouth is because forever you've been saying, I'm going to do this or I'm going to get better at that. But nothing has changed. And why am I saying it like this? Because <laughs> that was me. The change where, where the rubber meets the road is tracking. Where the rubber meets the road is tracking. I've done this over and over. It's more of a perhaps an advanced episode. But it's this idea that volition, desire, what I say I'm going to do and what I actually do, willpower, where do they intersect? How do they intersect? What I say I'm going to do and what I do. They intersect when you begin to track. People say all the time, I'm off track. How do you know if you're not tracking? So the intersection of desire and willpower, what you can do, what you will do is this tracking sheet. So we have self-efficacy, we have discipline, it's where the rubber meets the road. Does anybody think habit tracking is a bad idea? Does anybody think it's stupid? I've had professional coaches tell me, well, I you know, there are just so many clients that won't do it. That's That's garbage. I mean, it's not garbage that they won't do it. It's garbage that the coach lets them get away with that. Why? Because it's where the rubber meets the road. If I have a client that's telling me <laughs> they are telling me they're going to write this book and then we meet weekly, true story, and they're not tracking and they're not writing it's very easy to coach that. Extremely easy. Because we, <laughs> you're, you're, you're telling me you're going to do this. You don't do it. What, what, what needs to be coached here? Habit is forged at the intersection of desire. I knew this was going to be a longer episode because we're really getting into it here. Habits are formed at the intersection of knowledge, desire, and capacity to perform the behavior. What's capacity to perform the behavior? What the hell does that mean? What that means is I want to develop the, the brushing my teeth habit. So do I have the knowledge? Check. Do I have the desire? I don't know. We're going to find out. Do I have the capacity to perform the behavior? Can I, can I hold a toothbrush and move it around 
and now I'm I get this incredible. We covered this in a class a couple of years ago. Um, there are people without their hands that are brushing their teeth. Yeah, they're doing it with their feet. So they have the knowledge. They have. <laughs> They have the knowledge, they have the capacity to perform the behavior incredibly, but most of all, what did they really have? Desire. Desire is the trump card. Desire is, you know, do not pass go. So what are the three things you need to form, to develop a habit? Knowledge, desire, and capacity to perform the behavior. All right, so I know I said we're going long. We're going long, but we're not going to go much longer. So how to track, follow par, not cue routine reward. That is very lit. All right, my friends, that is going to do it for this episode. If you are new here, there's only two (laughs) two things you should consider doing. One, Go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates. Get your free template that will walk you through the PAR method. You are not a rodent. You are not a rat. Why do I say that? Because the habit loop, the famed habit loop, was devised by studying rodents. You're a human. You have choice. You have intention. You have reflection. PAR, as a methodology for habit cultivation, is a process that leverages your human capacities. So go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates and you get a free template or just go to the iOS or Google Play Store and you can download the free Habit Factor app. The other thing that is worth doing, in my humble opinion, is subscribing. Subscribe, you get each episode downloaded automatically. That will save you time. It will, <laughs> it will save me time. We'll be on the same page, my friend. So that's it. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for subscribing. And make sure you begin tracking. See ya.